Hello and welcome to episode two eighteen of the Immaterial Gamers Podcast. Two hundred stupid when the when the intro happens. I'm just like ah, stretch away. I rub my nose. It's like I've never left like a a podcast today. Don't worry about it. I've been caught out just like staring at a screen, updating you know the social media as well. We go. Yeah. So episode two eighteen. Who do we have today? Eighteen podcast. Wow. Yeah. Who do we have today? We got Terry. Me. It's weird saying Terry <laughs> talking about myself in third person. That's the one. But we Terry, also have Terry this guy over here, Mr. Oh, Duncan. Hey, it's me. It's the guy that shows up once every like thirty episodes when I randomly have a Sunday or I'm not doing anything else. That's hey, that's Duncan. fine. That's me. And then we have this random other guy down here, the other random guy. Oh, you hardly ever see him. He's almost he's he's. He doesn't show up on this, on this I'm, Twitch I'm, at all. I'm non-existent. What do you, what do you mean? It's just like you know. He doesn't show up on Twitch ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm Re- Ryan. By the way, that's 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 Re- the thing. Re- it should Re- it should Re- say Re- under Re- my Re- nameplate below. But... It does say under your nameplate. Oh, good, good, good. And it doesn't say Stefan anymore. Good, good. And Duncan doesn't say Ryan. Cool. Your name doesn't fit in your nameplate because you suck. Yeah, well, I could move it, but I don't want to. <laughs> Are you just like, Yours is also the smallest, and it still doesn't fit in the nameplate. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Figure that one you out. Know I need... You know what I need to do? I need to get some mod stuff going. I just missed that. You see, this is what happens when you, when you, when you do it late. Uh, Duncan's not been here for a while. Terry, speak to him for a sec. What up? I'm speaking to Duncan. You you are. We are having a conversation. Are are we? Is this a I don't know if this counts. You're you're speaking and then I'm speaking, so I'm pretty sure that that is a conversation. Now we're having a conversation. See, you have to have like an interchange. We're like we're like we're like talking about something. Now, and we weren't before. Now we are talking about something. We were talking about having a conversation. We were we were we were false. We were, it was an imitation conversation. You know how you get the like the imitation crab? It's not actually crab. I don't even know why they bother calling it that. <laughs> what? It taste, what are you even talking it. about now? You get it at, the, at like at like fish markets and stuff. It's just like a little. It's like it's. I don't even know what fish it's made of, but it's just like an orange and white meat. They call it imitation crab, and it's imitation it's what, crab. Well, it's what it's what most like crab consumption is, but it's not crab at all. It doesn't taste like crab. If you have it next, if you have it adjacent to real crab, they're completely different. So I don't know why they bother with it. I actually don't. I want to look up what is imitation crab. What, what is what, imitation crab? What is imitation crab? It is. Um, it's just it's just fish. What? <laughs> it's just what? But like, what kind of fish? Imitation crab is what it is. It's the type of fish. Uh, it's a fish named imitation crab. What? What? It, hey, Ryan's back. It doesn't tell me. It doesn't even say. Like, is it just made of like whatever shit they've got left over? Like, what? Uh, That's what it sounds what, like. This is whatever. It's even worse than I thought. <laughs> it's even worse than. Oh God! It's just the random junk that's left over. What fish is imitation crab? It's kind of like hot dogs. Whatever's oh, left oh, over. It's like the most common. 
thing. Well, you know. It's like hot dogs. Whatever's left over, they just put together. Yeah, and they just okay. shove it in a, you know, intestine. <laughs> well, it's not an intestine anymore. But I guess sausage is more commonly used these uh, yeah. intestine thing. Now that I don't know what they use for hot dogs. We're now a food talking stream. Love it. I hate hot dogs, actually. Why? They're so gross. They're so salty and, go- and greasy. It doesn't taste like real food. It just tastes like it tastes. It tastes like an accident. It tastes like <laughs> it tastes salt. like an accident. So it, you know, Ryan, like, I, there I, are a lot of foods. Combat. There are a lot of foods, like <laughs> traditional meals, that are like made of just like random garbage you have laying around your house. That it, like they are designed to use up leftovers. That is what they are supposed to do, and they don't taste yeah. like that because people know how to fucking make them. Hot dogs taste like they are made out of leftovers. They are they taste like they are made out of garbage. <laughs> oh, that's good, good but. Mechanically right. recovered meat. Yeah, Ryan, we are now a food stream. We're not a gaming oh, we're stream a food anymore. Podcast now. Yeah, because that's oh, all right. we talked I was, about. I was, I was about to say, considering considering what I'm about to talk about in a minute. Yeah, we're definitely not a video game podcast. We're uh, everything. We're, we're a but... podcast by people who play video games. Yeah, to be fair. In our in our in our layout, all you can see are the getters or the guards. <laughs> The, the we're the almost GF RS. We're the, the Jeffers. Yay! Immater- immaterial Jeffers. That's me. I'm the I'm the Jeff. Yeah, so Jeff. here's 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 the exciting thing. So I well the funny thing I was trying to run around and by the way there's a broken like there's a torn about computer case over there and we'll get to that story later. Um, it's my old one of my old computers. It's got a towel on it. Don't ask why. Um, was it cold? But, so, you know, I was trying to go around to my phone. Um, it's not cold. The computer's not cold. Don't worry about it. So I was trying to actually go and grab my phone while we started. I didn't realize where it was. And I searched around the entire house. And do you know where it actually was? Right in front of you. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was, yeah, it was underneath the sign. This is a <laughs> sign. That is a sign. It's certainly a sign. Yeah, because... and the fact that you couldn't find your phone under the sign is a sign also. Yeah, it's just an absolute sign. Um, because I'm just trying to. Apparently, Stefan wants you to feed him, Ryan. Stefan, you wouldn't want to keep him waiting. Uh, He gets hangry. Well, it's now the Lily podcast. Lily is emerging from the void. He's gonna have to do. Oh God! Ah! By God, it's Lily's music. Lily's face doesn't work, but. The rest of her does. Oh, <laughs> Discord doesn't know how to resolve Lily's face. Oh, it's now like, it does. It kind of looks like a face, but it's definitely not a human face. How well, do it's I not Discord that's doing this. It's uh, Nvidia. Nvidia doesn't like dogs, apparently. Wow, racist. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff Nvidia doesn't like, um, uh, such as you know contracts with other companies like EVGA. I was going to uh, say oh. EVGA, no longer dealing with uh, Nvidia. Yeah, because, uh, you and D discussed that a couple of, or was it you and Steph discussed that a couple of weeks back? I think it was. Where I don't the, remember the time who it was. Where I, Steph the, the time D. where I accidentally put one of my passwords in the chat. Yeah. It is, it is, it is no longer a password for one of my things, but yeah, I, I did that. I, I think it is. It, I, I tried it. It, it worked on some things. Will you leave me alone? Anyway, yeah, before we get to the uh, the, the video gamey stuff. Oh, man, I had a good night last night. My throat hurts. 
I am doing well to be on here today, but my the context hurts. could be very taken out of. I will context. explain this now. You know, like a few months back, I was talking about going to a wrestling show. I remember. Well, keep. Yeah, I eventually went to that. I went to that wrestling show last night. It was Sovereign Pro Wrestling's debut show in Manchester, called First Rain. Uh, If you want a very very short review of it, it was fucking awesome. If you want a slightly longer review of it, give me a second. Because that. Because that. Because that's that's the reason why my throat is 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 not as as great as it was. Because I was enjoying myself all night. I was there with Martin. Uh, we we got there to the venue at uh, like quarter past seven. The show was due to start at eight. This is this the when when right. This is the thing that I'm going to say on it. When the thing that you can turn around and say is it started late. What the bloody do? That was that was the that, the biggest problem because it was fucking great all the way through. Uh, mm. We didn't get out until half past twelve, so it was nice to say the very first wrestling show I've ever been to was a two night show. Two night show, very nice. There you go. Two, yeah, there you go. It, it, it spanned two separate dates, two for the yeah. price of one. Exactly. Oh yeah, really? It's a it's a hell of a bargain. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm trying. Yeah. To, I'm trying to imagine what like what like British wrestling would be like. It's just like I'm imagining like because it's in the north. Obviously, it's got to be a mm. lot more like vicious because you know you northerners. You just no fight is over until until blood has been spilled. But they also got to like make room for like mandatory tea breaks at the same time. So like, <laughs> all right, all right. No, it's it's the right, give and the, take. The, the tea breaks thing didn't happen, but there was an interval in in between, and there was like a bar where you could get beer and and, and soft drinks and and pretzels, hot dogs, you know, like classic wrestling thing. Duncan's that, favorite that food. That does not. Eat. Yeah, oh, yeah, mechanically my, recovered I, meat. <laughs> mechanically recovered pretzels. <laughs> Well, the mechanically twisted pretzels, um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was really enjoyable. There was the, like it didn't it it went on for what four hours. It didn't feel like four hours, and I came home like not able to go to sleep because I fucking enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, you want to have an idea what British wrestling would be like? Let's give an example of a match. Uh, there was a women's match: um, Harley Hudson versus Mariah May in a I think it was a uh, Dreamhouse Deathmatch match or um, the stipulation was known as if it's pink it's legal if it's pink um, it's legal explain yeah. <laughs> so so like in a hard you know right so you know, like remember your old classic hardcore matches yeah where, where people would come out with like dustbins and bats and you know right. two by fours and stuff like that so the whole idea is that it was those sort of weapons but they were pink Oh yeah, okay. So uh pink pig, uh glitter, uh there was a there was a license the pink license plate that said Oasis on it. We're in fucking Manchester, of course it was gonna be <laughs> Oasis. So anyway, here's Wonderwall. Um You're my Wonder was, Wall. You know, pink sticks, a pink guitar, um all in a pink dustbin. Even the referee changed his zebra colours to pink and black as opposed to white and black. Um, and and so when you <laughs> and this like... pi- and this pink nine millimeter pistol that I <laughs> that I brought from home. No, it's... but and but I they... painted the bullets too. It's all legal. But they they also they also did um 
they had a standee, a a sort of a, a one foot standee of the the Grammy Award winning pop singer Pink. <laughs> Um, on the side, and so like also when you think you know deathmatch, deathmatch is barbed wire, uh, or thumbtacks, drawing pins, whatnot. Very nice. No, 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 no. No, Harley Hudson had a different idea. She brought out a pink rucksack and spilled out on the floor. Lego. (laughs) Oh no! It's a thousand times. It's a thousand times worse. Which, which led to the chance. Oh, it led to the chant of "You sick fuck, you sick fuck." You <laughs> sick. It's like, but no, that was oh no, man, that was that was an awesome match. Um, right, all the matches were great. It was, you know, you sort of like, you know, like I talked about, I enjoy wrestling. How Steph doesn't get how I enjoy, it, and like a, a lot of what I say is narrative. It's like it's not explicitly words on a page but it's the idea of telling a story from the beginning of the bell to the end through this form of you know soap opera with drop kicks but <laughs> it's, it's, so, uh, it's like a soap dropra I, I, i'm trying try to think yeah. of like i'm trying to think of i'm trying to work in like some kind of wrestling pun into soup, the phrase soap suplex opera. opera or something like that soup, just like... soup opera <laughs> Yeah, but you know that was that was great. I mean, from the sort of the beginning match, which was uh, sort of a sort of a debut match. I'm trying to actually bring my balls because what I had on this is like minus a few of the wrestlers. This was sort of a new experience. So all these wrestlers coming out were telling their stories to me effectively for the first time. It's like I've I've been said that I've grown up on on WWE and. And then sort of the big wrestling promotions mm. never really ended up in the indie promotions, bar like the old times where our local community center would do a American wrestling show with a guy whose name had like an umlaut in the U so he could legally define himself from the Undertaker because the Undertaker. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that that sort of thing. So it sort of actually the, the beneath like... grabber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so crap. having the. Yeah, so sort of having this, um, you know, this this sort of situation where, you know, these these wrestlers who have been in the British wrestling scene for ages, and a lot of them come from, or like a lot of them now needed to find homes from NXT UK, which was WWE's development brand. So there was like the sort of people would learn the the WWE way in NXT, and then move on to the main brands, and then end up in the audience get told they had no story for him and then get sacked two weeks later, you know. The, the, the unfortunate the unfortunate way of, of, of British wrestling. But um yeah, man, all the matches. I'm just trying to bring up the card again. Hold on, bring up cage match, that's the best that's the best way of doing it. Uh, cage match is a site where you can look at sort of um events and win loss rates for for uh, wrestlers, but yeah, so we had to like, so there was this one, the very first match was Maverick Mayhew versus debuting Tom Thelwell. Um, or Thelwell? Oh god, I, I, I butchered that name, I'm so sorry. Um, You're not yeah. sorry. And, but there was, a, there was a stable called the Close Personal Friends. 
which um, you could guess they were close personal friends. They they wore pink. They were great. They were great friends. Um, the way that they the way that we all cheered for them into the ring it was like going oh for them to do a little quick smooch on each other's cheeks. And by the end of the match, a quick smooch on the eventual winner as well. It's like oh I'll go and yeah I'll shake your hand. Yeah, it was a good match. No, 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 it was like it was like the old tango adverts of the nineties. It just like picked up his face and just, just good lord, just give them give him that kiss. Um, but that was that was fun. Uh, Lucia Lee versus Aurora Te- uh, Tevez. Uh, the first Tevers or Taves Taves Tevez. I'm again. I'm Have you seen my bear? Reading them. Oh my no. god. No, I feel no, like no, I no. feel like that would be a a very uneven tag team. Eight-year-old yeah, girl that... and a and a flaming grizzly bear versus no. two random humans. <laughs> no, it was it was it was the first women's match and it was great and um, that led to a chant of sharing water before the match, just a just a bottle of water drink into the chance of stay hydrated, clap clap. Stay clap, hydrated, clap clap. clap, clap, clap stay clap, hydrated. hydrated. <laughs> uh, your wife left you, Duncan. You have to tell me. Oh, that was a, it's just a. It's a from what's it called? Um, Impractical Jokers. Oh uh, yeah. One of their one of their missions was they had to try and start a baseball chant and what and but they weren't able to choose theirs. They were given it and they had oh, to try they and given work with it. And the chant they yeah. were given was "My wife left me." Right there. Clap, <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, and they had man. to go to an actual baseball stadium to do this, like you know, it's like in public. Oh no! Um, what else did we have? Uh, RJ Singh versus Benjamin Black. Um, that was that was a rivalry. It was started uh, due to baking. Baking on the on the lead up. Um, obviously, one of them decided they didn't like Great British Bake Off over the other. Um, the Benjamin Black character was a very sort of like. I will absolutely destroy you type of wrestling, you know, sort of just go in and just, uh, you were, you were talking about how British wrestling was like, felt a little, uh, you know, you feel it'd be a bit more hard hitting. It felt stiff, but it felt stiff in a good way. You like, you, you felt like it. maybe that's just watching live as well. You know, you know, some people just think, Oh no, they just do fake punches on people's backs. And oh, no, when you hear it hit muscle, it's just like a big thud. You know, sometimes it happens and welts from ropes. Uh, Joey Hayes versus Danny Duggan. That was a good match. Bringing in stables. That was the thing that I actually liked with this show. It wasn't a um, like it was going to be a one and done thing. They want to make it a promotion with storylines and stuff. So that was fun. There was a a, a stable called the Collective. That's K I double L. To be fair, one of them, uh, believe it would have been Kelly Six, would have been his name breezed past me in a yellow hoodie. So we, me and Martin, we were sat... We weren't sat front row. We were sat one row behind. We were effectively about as in the action as, as it was, which later happened in a, in the World Heavyweight title match, and I'll quickly get back to that. Um, but yeah, this guy just runs past and I was like, oh god, who's breaching security already? And I was like, oh no, wait, it's a running. Um, there you go. Who's breaching so security? Was... Oh, he works here. Yeah. He has, he has what they call a VIP pass. Yeah, he was a he was a very important professional wrestler. Um, as a VIPW. Vip woo. Yeah, vip vip woo. Uh, tag team match between the eight seven and CPS was brutal. 
There was just destruction everywhere for a tag team match. It was great. There were, uh, there were out of the, out of the four people who entered, only one of them survived. It was just devastation. Uh, I mean, well, it kind of effectively was because like the the heel tag team, the eight seven, just like destroyed CPF. Remember, we talked about them before. They tried to give him a handshake and a kiss. It ended up with them just getting like smashed to the floor. Oh no! Uh, just as like a running Heels. diving. Like American football tackle through the middle rope and out of the ring. No. Uh, but then, like the big match and what caused, like, well, the two biggest matches. Every match got a pop, as if it was just like the the main event. But there was a, a an elimination match. Let me see if I can get these names. And this is where the sign comes in. Uh, Eastern Reese. He was just a big, massive bloke called the Alpha Male. He was just like you know six foot five of just meat. Uh, H. T. Drake, Simon uh, Miller. Was it mechanically who... recovered meat? It was, was not mechanically say, recovered meat. Was it was, it was a, a walking hot dog. It was worked out meat. Uh, H. T. Drake, proper like oh the rapper wrestler. No, not no, 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 no. Just the normal the normal. I know he, I know he's really into like random like business ventures and stuff. Uh, yeah, like a bar, he has a clothing line. I just be I just. Hey, it might, you know? He might have been. He might have been pouring someone a strongbow dark fruit. I don't know. Um, Simon Miller, pro wrestling commentator turned wrestler. He was. He was fun. Commander Stephanie Sterling of the Jimquisition fame. My God, they are tall. Yeah. Goodness. I'm five. I'm five ten. I'm average height. You know, Martin is. Martin is six. He's six foot dead. Years old? No. Oh my he's god, foot. he's he's six he's feet under, underground. He's, he's six foot. He's, he's six foot dead, and, he, and yet he'd be looking up to Sterling. Let's 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 go for that. I, I thought um, it'd be like I thought it'd be like uh, it's, it's, it's six uh, like I thought you would say like six foot now or so. Uh, yeah, uh, six foot six foot nothing. But that would that have done for you? There you go. All right, fine. He's six foot six, six feet of six, nothing. Six foot nothing and pales in height to Sterling. All right, there, there we go. Uh, Big Guns Joe, Smashing Mike, Kid Bandit, Kid who Bandit, got the, who got the biggest fucking pop of the night. Just like running around, um, had a had a situation where they, someone in the in the front row had come to the arena wearing a panda onesie, and a stuffed. Umbreon from Pokemon okay. just just had it on the ringside, and the situation where Kid Bandit was trying to, while getting the shit kicked out of him in the outside of the ring, tried to tag in the Umbreon. Umbreon, I choose you. Yes, it was great. Um, just watching <laughs> watching someone watching them whack. I think at the time it would have been it would have been Eastern Rees in the back of the head with this Umbreon and realizing that he just was going to no sell it because it's a stuffed Umbreon. <laughs> um, then then brought out a someone someone brought out a like a dinosaur whacking stick like an inflatable. It was like a Pez dispenser. It was just a white stick with a dinosaur's head on the top of it. Um, and and having having Bandit whack uh, Simon Miller over the head with it twice. Um, no selling it, a lot, giving it to Miller to try and whack Bandit in the head, and um, proceeding to run away from it. Uh, but it was like it was an elimination match, and it was led to the eighth person of the match, which I have left 
last on purpose because that's my thing. Oh yeah, Ian Skinner, who who ran into the match uh, like a couple of entries in, proceeded to not get in the ring, sit uh, sit at the commentator's desk, and was basically just like playing the like the weedly, weebly heel. Just like or running away like, from every fight, just There's more Pokemon involved. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it could have been a Weedle. Um, but yeah, that's the point of that's the point of the other sign, which I did take a picture and I did put it on my Twitter uh, for it. So on the back of the "This is a sign" sign, backstory for this is that I initially listed how excited I was for the match, that match in particular, Bandit and Sterling, and then I listed all the other wrestlers' Twitter accounts with uh, with Ian Skinner last. There's no problem with being last. Unless your name's Ian Skinner, who didn't okay. like it, responded to me saying, never put my name last again. And then I had like mm. responses from other wrestlers in the soft pro crew, just like, ah, don't worry, we might even, you know, next time, don't even mention him. <laughs> so, um, like, it one of the, one that of the it, would be, it would be really funny, though, if like all the other wrestlers were also like, yeah, no, seriously, don't do that. He will actually get you, <laughs> he will actually yeah. come for you. But. <laughs> No, because I know it's I know it's part of the the whole the the whole stick. So I just thought I'd run along with it. Um, one of the, one of the one of the, the founders, Kelly Delorean, was just like basically a, f- a hashtag fucky and Skinner. It'd be um, funny to just the... be like it'd be funny to just be like your response to that is like yeah, well, watch, watch this. I'm about to turn into John Cena. Block. You can't see me. My time is now. <laughs> and then I mean, I'm blocked. I just, I did, but I didn't. I didn't. I took it one step further. So um. Shotty Horror, who was the like the main sort of founder of of Sopro, requested people to bring in signs, and some people did. Um, we saw some signs. Martin actually did bring in another sign um, for the for the for the pink for the pink match, which I'll get back to in a minute while we talk about something else after I've, you know, indulged myself with my love of pro wrestling. However, I said I was going to send Simon uh, Simon Miller, not Simon Miller. No, I was going to send Ian Skinner an apology sign, so I did. There it is. He's now top of the list. Finally. Okay, in Italy. Except there's a slight problem with that, and I'm going to move away from the mic and take my headphones off, because um, it wasn't an apology. <laughs> Holy cow. Damn. Ah, that was... That was on my mind was, for a while. That was that was that that's funny. That's a very funny sign. <laughs> but, so in the idea as well, just just on that the the list of like names also starring Ian Skinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing on that as well is that the order of the wrestlers on there is the same order that they were tagged in the initial tweet. As well, so you know, just keep everything going. I got a, I got a lovely response from him after the, after the, uh, the match, which was just shut up, <laughs> just shut up. It's like so, uh, you know what? I like, appreciate it. It's like you might defeat me in the arena and in almost anything that, any kind of competition that you can comprehend. But yeah, I, when it comes to sign making, I can, I can do funny meme signs. <laughs> in a way that outwits outwits you just a little bit. Yeah. So um yeah, no, and uh, then there was the, the, the title match, which was uh, the world heavyweight title match between Joseph Connors, uh Malik Warhorse, 
who uh, announced himself as being made, uh, being made of four thousand pounds of heavy metal. Uh, That's he... not what horses are made of. No, I don't think they're not. And and Levi Muir, who had, Pants. I feel for him, and but ever ever the professional managed to sort it out. So I forgot that in the it's pink, it's legal match. Harley Hudson pulled out a can of monster punch. Oh yeah, I've had that pipeline punch. I've had it. It's good. (laughs) Yeah, in the pink can. Mm. And she poured it all over herself, threw it over one of the cameramen or the photographers, who he wasn't happy about that. (laughs) He just got covered in pink monster. But Levi came out of the ring and he was going round the side and he ran towards our corner of the um, of the ring. And um, he pulled a what we'd call a Titus World slide in that the poor guy slipped on the puddle of monster that was still on the outside of the ring. Oh no. And just went. He was absolutely fine to the point that he actually took the piss out of himself for that. He just was just on the floor and just like a fish, which is like, like a, like a fish with no oxygen. Just like, and he was absolutely fine. Um, what it led to was a time, um, you know, when you're told by a wrestler or his manager, no, I don't know that, um, but go on. (laughs) Oh, oh, well, there's a situation on here where you can have, um, a manager, um, a Malik's manager was out there, uh, the Don. Uh, I need to bring the. I need to bring the activity out here because I've just lost all the the names. You the lost Don. all the yeah. names. The Don. Uh, yeah, that's from, it. From they might forget who you are then. Costa Constantino. The Don. The, the manager Don. for the hitter Malik. Um, walked to our corner of the ring partway through the match, along with Malik, and they both turned around and looked at us. And they went, "You dickheads probably don't want to be here." That's part of their their thing. They walked out of the ring throwing the tosser symbol and double fingers and you oh, know dear. everything like that. How so we rude. were just there and we were too busy watching what was happening behind us in the tier. Uh, Warhorse and Joseph Connors were beating the living shit out of each other on this like tiered set of seats, and we heard a massive thud as like one of them gave a DDT at the top of the at the stairs. Suddenly on the outside we hear. Whack! As the security barriers come about three foot in front of us, and just a guy laid out on the side. Um, people in the front row had thought, "Oh shit, yeah, maybe we should listen and move to the side." Yeah, if they were there, they wouldn't have had any legs. <laughs> oh no, not the so, legs! Yeah. When it, when it, when a wrestler tells you to move out the fucking move out of the way, you dickheads, move out of the way. Martin braced a couple of like. High school chairs that were that were that were there, just like, uh, yeah, no, you ain't you ain't hurting me. Um, but overall, absolutely loved it. I'm waiting for the next show. Um, God damn it, better come soon. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a very lovely time, good good sir. I love it, and, and now I will cede the floor so you can talk for a bit before we get to the news. Man, it's wild that you, had, you also went to like a, sh- a a show. I also went to a show. It was not uh, a, a it was not the kind in which people punch each other. It was um it was of the comedic variety. Oh. Uh, I my my sister introduced me to the comedian John Mulaney. 
oh, some, yeah. some years ago. He's now our favorite comedian because he just—he's just—he's just a, a wacky young man who likes to talk about wacky young people things. And oh, uh, good. He was—he was—he uh, he starred in uh, in in hit uh, animated film uh, um, into the Spider Verse as the Pig. <laughs> oh God, Peter Porker. Yep, that's him. Nice, and uh, we 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 went to a show of his live in Toronto. Um, when was that? Like week, two weeks ago, something like that. Now, oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was pee good. Very funny. Lots of. I mean, you know, I. I obviously, I the. I don't have like the jokes in my brain, so I can't exactly like recite like. Oh, let me. Explain Why not? You know, it's like I can describe to you someone punching somebody in a way that sounds cool, but it's hard to like, you know, re repurpose a joke unless you can, you know, retell the joke. Yeah. But um, it was interesting. It was an interesting show because John Mulaney has had uh, some recent troubles with uh, 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 substance abuse and uh, you know, drug addiction mm. and all that, and a lot of his show was like focused very much on that and like making jokes about his recovery so it's like uh, yeah so it was like almost like the theme of his stuff then yeah yeah the show was called from scratch and i guess the idea is that it's like he's basically like starting over from scratch in terms of like you know reinventing himself now that he's no longer dependent on drugs and uh one of the things he mentioned was that uh when he got um sent to his uh rehab he had like there was like nine he's like nine fellow comedians were had like were set up at like an intervention and mm. um they 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 tricked him into going there by saying it was just a dinner party and um and oh, he no. showed up 2 hours late to the dinner party the dinner party which was yeah, actually oh, yeah. his intervention and um the reason he was late is because he had gone to his drug dealer to buy uh, a bunch of drugs and, oh no! You know a number of like you know prescription drugs that he didn't have a prescription for, uh, as well as three grams of cocaine. And oh, he shows up okay. at his intervention with three grams of cocaine and a variety of other narcotics in his in his pockets. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like, I think he needed the intervention. And he's like, oh. He he immediately knew what was happening. He's like. He's like, oh shit. Oh. And when uh you realize. And uh so he, he was immediately sent to rehab after everyone had their uh you know, had their talk. <laughs> um apparently there was actually kind of there was a there was a funny instance where during the interview there was like nine people there and eight of them had managed to get together and said, We're not going to criticize John in our in our speeches. You know, you write a it, we're we're just we're just gonna talk about how much we care about him and how much you know he needs help and all that. And the mm. ninth person who apparently didn't get the memo on that is the person who went first. Oh. And so he immediately starts to be like, John, you've been selfish. You have been closed off. You have been neglectful, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone else is going like, no, stop. Don't do it. It's too late. 
It's already happening. Too late to apologize. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I don't get to talk about a show that I went to because I didn't go to any shows. Aww. Aww. I, I just got a cold, way. which is why I'm Aww. bundled up. Oh. That's okay, so I, just you, I actually just thought you were about to enter the ring. That's, that's all. Yeah, I'm just going to rip it off. If you had a ring entrance music, what would it be? I could pick a song to to enter. I don't even and... know. You pick as your theme song. Oh, the bus is coming. You better look busy. <laughs> uh, I'd probably pick uh, if I was to pick a, a ring song for me to to come out to. I'd probably be like, like white and nerdy. I was initially about to say that. Uh, front lawn. <laughs> that, yeah, that would have worked out. I mean, for me, I think it was like, uh, what is it? Just fire. Because I actually used to have a. Someone decided I. When, when we were in high school, I had the manager name, or I was the commissioner of our totally legal high school pro wrestling company. <laughs> uh, I was I was the commissioner Hellfire because Hellfire. my I I had you know yeah but uh, now Hellfire has a totally hair. different meaning yeah yeah so, so not anymore but I guess uh, I I'd, I'd like to go out to to Disco Inferno uh, Disco Disco Inferno yeah that really inspires fear into your opponents. No, 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 no. I, I would absolutely understand. I would absolutely understand that I would be jobbing out to people. My whole point would be I'd be the jobber to the stars. I'd just be walking out there, getting my ass kicked, and then just have it going bye to everyone who's walking out of the audience. I know my role. <laughs> so Disco Inferno would be absolutely fine. Would it though? Would it really? It would. Well, anyways, have you guys played anything interesting lately? Yeah, now uh, that we're yeah. forty-five minutes into this video game podcast and we've uh, had had our fun, anyone playing any video games lately? Uh, nothing that I haven't already been playing because stuff that I will be playing. Actually, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. Very briefly, played a game. Well, you're I clearly don't... not George Washington then, if you can tell a lie. Oh. Um, no, I think we talked about it while we were playing, um, while we were streaming 100% Orange Juice slash Among Us because 100% Orange Juice game servers went down in the middle of the stream. <laughs> there was a, there's a game called Despot's Game that come out on Game Pass and Steam. Um, that, Terry, actually, you like TFT. I do. And Duncan, and Duncan you like roguelikes because you like FTL. Sure. Mash them together. I'm squishing them. And you have and you have Despot's game. the The setting is an evil AI has like taken over the world and enslaved humanity. Underneath is labyrinth of of evil, and uh, you guide a group of filthy humans, naked, filthy naked humans in pixel art style. So they just look like pink blobs, um, through a form of dungeons. Um, so it's kind of got an FTL style move from one area to the next sort of thing. 
but the combat is done in the form of an auto battler. Okay. So you don't fully control your units. You line them up on a board. You know what your opponents are. You line them up correctly. You let them fight. And hopefully you win and don't lose all your humans. Because if you do, you lose. But it has the auto battler components in it. Is that you can put humans on the map. And they're just normal humans. And they'll they'll try and punch and most likely die. But you can equip weapons to them. That you buy from the shop. As you go through the levels. And when you equip them, they gain a trait. And if you have different weapons of the same trait equipped to your humans, they gain bonuses. I.e. your auto battler systems. That's kind um, of an interesting idea. Yeah. No. But you then, the, the same currency you also use to upgrade like a mutation tree, which will then provide benefits to certain traits or give them more health or armor or stuff like that. Um, and you also use it to purchase food. Because food is an important uh, mechanic in this game. Is that every time they explore a room, they eat food equivalent to the amount of people in the army. So you you can Dude, have imagine, a, imagine you can that have was how you live your life. Is like every time you entered a new room, you had to immediately consume a meal. <laughs> that would be that would be weird. Uh, yeah, that would be, be difficult. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to the washroom, right. but I have to eat three meals on my way there. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um. But uh, yeah, I, so so the idea on that is that you can't just build a massive army full of dudes because you'll soon have them all starving pretty soon enough. It's kind of a neat and idea. they then if they starve, they take a fifty percent penalty to the amount of damage they deal, which means they'll most likely die because they're not dealing Resource damage. Resource management, roguelike yeah. exploration, battle baller. Um, yeah, it it's basically me, throw me, all the stuff at the dartboard and uh, and it sticks. And I'd say it's a great game if not for the food mechanic because it it ruins it because oh. it's not just because it's not just the first time you explore a room you use food. It's every time you walk into a room, whether you've explored it before or not, and because all the levels are procedurally generated, there's a heavy chance of backtracking. Mm. So you need a lot of food. Yes. And the currency you use to buy the food is the same currency you use to buy humans and weapons and the same currency you use to use the mutations. So that resource management, I guess, is is like any other auto battler because you level up your characters and you buy characters in auto battlers with the same currency. So it sticks mechanically to any other auto battler game. But I feel it's just... It's fine. I enjoyed it when I played it, but I could feel I'd get a bit yeah, mm. because of that system. I, I suppose but, that's a reasonable tr- tr- trouble. Yeah. So mm. that's 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 my interesting thing that I played. That's not the same stuff I've always played. I I, I played I played a game. I, I was Did playing you? a game with um with with Jacob actually. It's a very interesting game, and we might actually want to to try it out sometime for like a a, a PlayStation type thing. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh, it's in tabletop simulator. It's another uh, tabletop simulator thing. What is it? Yeah, uh, it is a tabletop simulator version of the tabletop card slash board game Arkham Horror. Oh. Arkham Horror. 
I have played the board game of Arkham Horror. It didn't. We didn't do well. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but we didn't do well. It's kind of like it's it's almost like the the way I describe it is that it's kind of like playing D and D, except like the DM is like a deck of cards. Yes. Kind of thing. You know, like it has that, but it's also like a deck building game at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you build your deck. Um, maybe like you from a certain pool of cards, you can construct a deck before you start the game, and it has to be a certain size. And aside from like quest rewards and stuff, your deck size always stays the same. Um, you know, unless you have like certain events happen or you have. You know, you buy certain upgrades, your card, your deck size stays the same. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like, um, I mean, essentially, you you know, you 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 generate a map based on whatever your quest is at the time, and you move mm. tokens around on a board to try and like solve whatever the problem or complete whatever the quest is at at, at the time. And uh, you can, you you can fight monsters. It's sort of it's got that sort of uh, you know that um, what's what's it called? What? Who's the guy with all the horror? Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, that guy. So it's, it's got that Lovecraftian sort of theming to it. You yeah. Know. You know, uh, uh, you know, Eldritch. You know, Eldritch higher dimensional god alien monsters are are here to Ulu. destroy you, and uh, your job is to prevent that from happening. And you're just a bunch of random dudes with various stats and uh, skills, and uh, you're here to try and survive the horror. And the game is very much stacked against you. Most of the random events that happen are unfavorable. Yeah, you know, they it is it is, you know, most of the things that will happen to you will be bad things that happen to you. You're never you're not you're not likely to randomly like oh you explored a room congratulations you got two health no you're probably gonna like lose two health or break a leg or lose all your shit or fight an eldritch monster that's that's usually what the the sort of random events in in this game entail. Mm-hmm. You're an eldritch monster. But it's interesting because it's like it's it's a you know it's a cooperative game that you play against the board, Mm. and uh, yeah, there it's 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 a it's a pretty fun game. It's difficult to explain because there is like there is a fuck ton of moving elements in it. Like there is so much to describe. It would be easier to get into when there were like actual pieces on the board to show you. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game, and the the version that's on tabletop that uh, Jacob downloaded, and I'll have to see if I can get like the same version that he uh, he showed me. It 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 has a it has a lot of like it's very well built. Like there's a lot of, of functions built into it that make it a very accessible and easy to follow what's going on. So, so scripting is it got scripting in it then? Yeah, it's got like scripting like it like like. You know, like when you advance a scene or whatever, you know, like you flip, you know, you push a button and it'll place all the location cards exactly where they're supposed to be and get all the token, you know, all, all, you know, you can explore rooms to get clue tokens, which is sort of how you like advance the plot. And mm-hmm. those all get set up automatically 
with the placement. Um, there's no dice. Um, the RNG combat mechanic is handled by tokens, which add mostly negatives, but some positives, uh, depending mm -hmm. on what you pull out of the bag. Bad news. Uh, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have, you don't have to worry about like, oh, I rolled a two, even though I'm like a ten times stronger than this dude, so I I lose anyway. It's like you know, Ugh. you're usually, you know, as long as you're like two to three points ahead of you know what you would what you would normally need to defeat this thing, you can reasonably expect to beat it pretty consistently. Mm. Cool. You know, less high variance plays and just just a lot of uh, you know. A lot of fun. I, I I like it. You know, and you get experience like like the campaign. Like you have like these campaigns that are like multiple sessions long. Like mm. it, it'll take you hours just to do like one scenario, and that scenario is like one part of you know like a nine level campaign or whatever that'll take you many sessions to do, and you get experience points for beating each map that you can spend to you know make your deck better yeah because hey what's a deck building game if you can't make your deck better right that, that that's, <laughs> that's half the fun it's all about the deck baby it is yeah. show me the deep uh Heck. but yeah no, oh yeah I, by I, the I, way um, Martin, martin's pink sign illegal <laughs> placed it on the front row it wasn't used like i said there was a license plate with oasis on the front of it which was used to clock uh, Harley, Ho uh, Harley Hudson in the face. We heard it. We got Ripperoni. five minutes till the next ad. Ripperoni pizza. Uh, can quickly set a snooze, and we'll play. We'll play very quick uh, news. News. Quick news. Bong. News time. First piece of news, Stadia, surprising no one, is shutting down in early 2023. Oh my god. Uh, according to The Escapist, um, well, basically, the Stadia project team were caught unawares of Google just pulling the plug on Stadia. And the other surprise on it, that anyone who's paid for stuff for Stadia will be getting refunds. Huh. I don't believe that happened with Google Glass. So all those mm -hmm. idiots with their £800 augmented reality in spectacles yeah. um, they didn't, get, didn't get shit there. Yeah, but, but Stadia, you know, for the 12 people who are still using it. Hey, you know what? It's like, good for the customers if they're getting the refund. Not so good for Stadia because, you know, they have even less money now than they thought they did. But hey, you yeah. know what? I'm I'm pro well, I mean yeah I, I'm I'm pro customer. Yeah, but the people that work there don't. Yeah, yeah. that's a but like you say that I think we discussed this hundred percent streaming service that could be pulled at any time. Point proven. Well, work. that's the downside least... about any of those like streaming and stuff like that. Like it could literally just disappear. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's and that's the, the the problem, isn't it? So, you know, fairly well, uh, Google Stadia. 
you'll end up on the Dead by Google page uh, soon enough. Uh, next news that requires a very, very quick bit of background. World 2022 has started for League of Legends. Yay. Playing stages are ongoing. Everything's fine. Don't look at the fact that it's become the COVID-cursed edition. No COVID-cursed uh, edition. Fi- yeah. F- Fnatic had two players just arrive at Mexico for the playing stage and uh, test positive for COVID. Um, Mad Lions had players testing positive for COVID. Various other teams had tested positive for COVID. Um, just do that very quick news while we go on. Um, Saigon Buffaloes didn't suffer COVID issues, but it suffered one of their players having a motorcycle crash a day before the event. Mark Hamill. That's uh... not good. Uh, he's fine. Bumps and scratches. Limping. But still, very good. Uh, you don't need your legs to play League of Legends. So the other the other thing that happens during Worlds is esports internal drama. So a few months ago, and this this hurts a little bit as an XL fan. Oh, what a shocker! This is a, Ryan's found a bit about some unfortunate news regarding his favorite team. So a few months back, or at the beginning of the year, one of the founders of XL, Kieran Holmes Darby, had left XL to become the gaming director at Formula E. And it sounded like it was a harmonious ending. You know, the video came out, goodbye, Kieran, everything's all great. That's come along. Fast forward to October, and uh, in, what what are we on? We're on the 2nd of October now, yeah? In nine days, there will be an employment tribunal court case. As, uh, as, as, as Darby has sued XL Esports for, uh, for unfair dismissal. Oh, here we go. Um, We can't, because of the UK legal system, we will not know the result of the employment tribunal until the end of the case. But it has been confirmed by XL CEO uh, Walter Schleivers um, that there has been a a case brought against him. I mean, I guess it's a bit of a shame because basically both Kieran and his brother Joel founded that and got you know, a bunch of people in to invest on the company. And it, what they're arguing is, I guess at this point, is that they got the money in and then it was said, ah, oh, perfect, you've now got your team. We no longer require your services. Huh. So, Hey, it's, it's important to remember this. this It's very, very important. There's no such thing as an amicable breakup because if things were amicable, you wouldn't be breaking up. <laughs> that is, that's fair. That's fair. But I guess for me, I was just looking at it the other way at that time. It was just like, oh, wait, that, that can't be something going on. He, he wanted to go to Formula E. He was happy. He was, you know, he's basically the head of the global of, of Formula E's esports division and their championship accelerate. But there's not much to go on. It'll be a developing story because, like I say, we'll have to find out after the tribunal to see what happens there. Um, and last bit of news, I don't really know if I can do much about this because it feels more like a press release rather than an actual piece of news. But it's Stefan and it's Dragon Age, so of course he is. Uh, yeah, um, Dragon Age Dreadwolf will reward fans and welcome new ones. No real context. I was going to say, to the gamer. it doesn't say much. It, yeah. There's some writing processes. Apparently the law's going to be accessible for new people while also expanding on things 
It's basically it's it's that Top Gear meme from the UK Top Gear where James May excitedly says something about the Dacia Sandero, and Jeremy Clarkson goes, "Great." Moving on. So, <laughs> so in this in this case, it's, anyway. it's, it's good. Dragon Dragon Age has got some story updates. Great. Moving on. I've um, still never are... played Dragon Age and probably won't at this point. Uh, like AI And is, you probably never, never will. It's just, uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not one of those franchises that I'm that I'm plugged into, you know? It's like yeah. I'll be rewarded for being for being a new player. Great. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, um it's also October and the spook ta- the uh Spooktober Spectacular officially begins tomorrow if you're watching this live if you're watching it on the vod on thursday it's already started oh my god so uh um that's the last bit of news there i'll be playing um sam barlow's immortality uh which is is defined as is still tagged on steam as horror so therefore it's it, it's fine it goes in um end of the month i'll be playing vampire survivors from scratch Starting at 12 p.m. on the Saturday, the 29th of October, and finishing. I don't know yet. Mm. Uh, play sessions are going to contain our spooky Halloween y stuff, and hopefully. Dude, if we don't have any hard plans yet, the game I just mentioned, Arkham Horror, that would be a Arkham perfect. Horror. That's a perfect yeah. Halloween game if we can figure out if we can figure out how to how to work get that working <laughs> i i also need to get a confirmation because apparently in october monster road trip is released monster roads take me home <laughs> so nice. need to find out when it's out and the first available like session we can do a stream on that absolutely that and, goes uh, Andrew, there as i know well. andrew will be into that for sure yeah everyone always always a crowd pleaser that they're absolutely monster from squad yeah, and then um, basically any other any other streams that people want to do, um, like I say, once I get information of them, I'll update the Twitter thread that we've got. That goes there, and yeah. we have a fundraiser. Andrew and I, we don't have a whole lot of like really hard plans. There's like a couple things that we have a good idea of we're gonna do. A lot of it's gonna be like whenever the hell we've got time and feel like it and can get mm. together, we're gonna just throw something out there through do a stream or something. We're thinking we yeah. might we're thinking we might finish Luigi's Mansion three at some point this year. Oh that might be that might be an idea. That that would work. We got about three quarters of the way through it last year and said stay tuned for November when we'll finish this game. We didn't finish yeah. the game. No. Um but we're gonna sort of get towards the wrap as well because I know Terry's short of time. Um but the last bit is there is a uh, the the fundraiser link I've put in the Immaterial Gamers chat, but if you can, uh, we're supporting Cancer Research UK again as a right. fundraiser. Uh, fundraise.cancerresearchuk.org and then if you search for the Immaterial Gamers Spooktober Spectacular 2022 our page is there. We've got a goal. Any support you would go would be great. During the Spooktober streams, we'd normally say that if you do come in and you'd feel like subscribing or sending bits, that'd be great. But if you want to support a charity, do the charity first. That's yeah. how that goes. Um, the non-Spooktober streams, any support as necessary will do. Right, I'll shut up. <laughs> Alright, so you want me to finish outros? Um, that unless you've got anything else you want to say there, Terry. <laughs> Sorry, you kind of... No, just... was just there. Going along with the... Uh, yeah, send the money to the charity for the Spooktober event and... Uh, 
If you like what you see, like, share, subscribe, thumbs up, whatever you're on. Oh, yeah. Hold up a sign for us. Yeah, legal. Legal. I'm glad Um, that Ryan is indicating that he's legal. I wasn't sure. I know he only like 30. Audio versions of this podcast are available everywhere you get your podcasts, so you can listen to Mm -hmm. us if you want audio versions. And we'll be back next week. But we also have streams. Go ahead, Ryan. You you know the schedule. Uh, we have streams. So, like we say, Monday, not yet titled Monday stream, we'll be playing Immortality for Spooktober. Uh, I'm not 40. Um, Tuesday and when, uh, Tuesday is usually the sort of the day where if Duncan and Andrea are available, they'll do something. Like I say, they'll let you know. We'll try at the and time. Be, we'll try and, and get on the Tuesdays, but you know it's we'll. Uh, but, but otherwise, <laughs> whenever whenever they feel like it, really. Yeah. Uh, Wednesdays is We're usually the Stefan slot. <laughs> um, whether he's doing anything or not, again, he'll inform. Wednesday, he's going for a Dragon Age take takeover. That that yeah, okay. Well, I really would have Sounds tried good. to force him to play a horror game, but yeah, if he wants to carry on the Dragon Age Origins takeover, he can do it. Uh, Thursday, Team Fight Thursdays. Uh, we'd probably be lucky to be back on our round this week. Uh, after a couple of weeks of. TFT. Hopefully, in fact, hopefully, if I can sort out the stream, otherwise someone else may have to host it, and we'll we'll do it because OBS has been shit. <laughs> uh, Friday mm. will be the first of our Spooktober play sessions, and then Saturday and Sunday will be the uh, roleplay Nightmare Games Dragon Quest continuation. Dragon Dragon Quest continuation. Dragon Quest Z. Dragon. So All right. That's, that's, that's the schedule. Well, hooray. Until next time, goodbye. Peace. Love and plants.